This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Star. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast, which Peyton Russell is recording this time. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. That is your radio flagship home of America's team. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network and uh, preseason color analyst for the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Robert. Why do you hate winning in the NFL? I, do, I don't hate winning in the NFL. You I do. You, you, I can't believe... I work with somebody that hates winning in the NFL like you do. I don't I don't hate it. I just I think that we need to have a, a, a little a, a little bit of context. Not every victory is the same. It's it's not as simple as win loss on on the ledger for me, Brian. Uh before we get any further though into that win loss, which we'll talk about Houston Dallas, we'll talk about TY Hilton. We'll go to the Dean Julia uh love the star mailbag at the end of the episode. Uh but before that, it's a birthday for Brian Broaddus. Brian. How about that? Old we're, we're, we're what, 59 years old? 59 years old, man. 59. I'm trying to get to the lake, man. You folks won't let me get to the lake. Which you lake will it be? Which lake uh, will it be? Echo. Lake Echo out in East Texas out there. And uh, yeah, it's a private bass lake. I'll just get away from all my Twitter followers and anybody that wants to talk football. No, I'm not serious about that. Uh, no, I'm just trying, man. But you, you cats won't let me get away. You, you guys yeah. won't me, let me leave this thing. Uh, so uh, I'll keep working as long as you guys keep liking what Bobby and I are doing. Yeah, and you, uh, the you, people you guys... at Odyssey will keep me around. And all the seven things you see I do now <laughs> that you say before we even do all this show. But yeah, thank you for the happy birthday wishes, everybody. I love you. I appreciate you. I really, really, really do. I had a piece of key lime pie before I came on the air. Oh, that's your favorite. I feel, I feel great. I feel great key, right now. Key lime Thank pie you. is your favorite. I know it's my that. my favorite, yep. Uh, no, you know what, guys? So, yeah, just uh, be sure to go to Boomer Jacks. Be sure to subscribe, download everything like that. So we can send Brian to Lake Echo. 
Yeah. That's that's what he needs. Uh, all right, Brian. Uh, so you're you're giving me hell already for for not celebrating. You hate winning in the NFL. I, I can't believe that I work with somebody. As I said before, I cannot believe that I work with a human being that hates yeah. winning in the NFL more than you. I, I, I don't I don't hate it. Here's the thing that I hate. I hate struggling against a one ten and one football team that even if you were off, you should have beaten by fourteen. Seventeen. Yeah, like easy. A, like Vegas was, you know what? Vegas had a bad week, and they were wrong about the Cowboys, and they were right about the Detroit Lions. Yes, that's, they were. That's, they were right about the Lions. By the way, I'm glad the Cowboys don't have to play the Lions anytime soon. Mm, Lions, I would, I would not Cincinnati. Be yeah, mm, yeah. Glad they caught, they caught them at the right time. Apparently, yeah. they caught the the world beating Houston Texans at the wrong time. Uh, which honestly, look here. Here's the way I look at this, Bride. The Giants Whatever game. way you look at it, it's not right, but I go well, ahead. Well, here's the deal. Giants game, slow start, but ultimately yeah. I think you played better than the Giants for that game. You should have won that game. Colts game. Again, you let them hang around a little bit, but you played better than the Colts in that game. Historic and I think fourth quarter, win. right? This game here against the Texans, you did not play like the best football team on the field. The Texans, I think, outplayed you. And at least will you come that far with me, Brian, that – the Texans should have won this football game. No, they shouldn't have won the game because oh they're one. They're, they're one ten and one. They, there's no way you saw what the Texans were. But let's they say this gave, is they one. gave up a 98 yard drive. Week That's what the one. Texans are. Let's say this is week one before we know who these teams are. You just see what you see for four quarters. You go, the Texans are a better football team. That's the what Texans you would have said. Are one ten and one for a reason. They're one eleven and one right now for a reason. You saw they it. Are. They, you saw it. they played cover two the whole damn game and it messed Dak Prescott up until the last three minutes of that football game. That's what it was. They got the ball. They get a turnover on and they get the ball to your eight. They let Dalton Schultz tackle them on an mm-hmm. interception return. By the way, huge play by Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Huge play to make that tackle. Now they got the ball inside your 10 yard line and they run four plays and don't score. That's why they're one eleven and one right now. You know, the, you, I'm not saying the Cowboys played great. I'm not. The injuries were a huge yes. concern in that football game. I mean, there were times where it was like, you know, when when Steele went out and then Ferguson goes out, and then now Diggs is dealing with the thumb, you know, and then uh, Hankins goes out. I mean, wait, Hankins, what a tackle, laying yeah. on his back, fourth down. That you, 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 this guy will not get enough credit for how good he played for you after the trade. Seriously, yeah. you, you're going to miss Hankins, and the report is that it's going to be several weeks. Is yeah, what Peck we're looking at because of, the, yeah. because of the the position. But the Texans are the Texans, okay? And I'm sorry you didn't beat him by 17 points in this game. I'm sorry. Did the Cowboys play like ass in a lot of ways? Yeah, did they? I don't think the two starting tackles played particularly well, Bob. I yeah. really don't. I don't think. And then, you know, then you lose, then you lose steel and they bring ball in for 28 and he plays bad for two. You know, I, I think there was a lot going on, but the, the, the Texans played cover one, they played cover three. They played a lot of cover two, played a lot of zone coverage. People that kind of find a way to take advantage of Dak Prescott. What do they do? They play zone coverage. Yeah. And, but they played every snap, every snap on that final drive. They played cover two, and Dak went tick, 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 down the field. You know, they had some, he ran the ball one time. Zeke, 
I mean, he made some. I mean, the throws that he, the throw he made to Brown, and then the throw he made to Schultz. Holy jeez! Yeah. You know, I mean, he 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 wasn't good, but when he had to be good, he was. And right, it was a it was a Houston Texans, but the Texans got exactly what they deserved. They they took an L because they couldn't get off the field and and not let somebody drive ninety eight yards. You know, that's, that's that's sometimes that's where you. I'm not I'm not apologizing for the Cowboys. I'm telling you, the Texans are bad. That's why they lost that game. They are just because they didn't lose by seventeen points. That doesn't matter to me. What matters is you keep winning. Now you go out there and you play like you know Jacksonville is going to be a different animal now. Jacksonville was one when you were doing the one loss win 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 loss. Jacksonville was that team. I'm thinking, oh, the week before the Philadelphia game, that could be a game that maybe you're looking ahead. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, you're uh, gonna have you're going to have to play a lot better against Jacksonville. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd have to play a lot. lot you would have had to have played a lot better against any of the 30 other teams in the NFL yesterday. Because that's Browns. the worst. Team the, that's the worst team in the NFL, and you barely beat them. I mean, look, look, we can we can talk about that. You came through on the drive, and you found a way. But look, we are a Carlos Watkins shoestring tackle, and 18 inches away. Did he make it? Did he make the tackle? But my point is, is that that's such a fine line that we we have. Did to the Texans it. try and run some silly like reverse option? Like it looked like the quarterback went the wrong way, but. You know, thank God. I mean, I'm I'm with you. You know, Pierce getting hurt, his ankle hurt in the third, helped because yeah. Rex Burkhead was in there running the ball when they needed him to win a game. Okay, Rex Burkhead trying to win a game for you? Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Rex Burkhead family who lives in Texas. I'm <laughs> sorry, but hey, there's a reason why the the Texans are one eleven and one. They, uh, there, there is. And, and before we get into some of your film takeaways, let's quickly recap some of those injuries. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, obviously, out several weeks with that pec strain. Uh, Terrence yeah, that's Steele. a tough one. Steel, yeah, yeah Steele's done with the ACL. Steel, that's, torn, that's a torn ACL. Steel yeah. is out for the year. That'll be interesting because you're probably, right now, given when it is December, you're looking at probably into training camp next year. You might still be rehabbing that. Um, uh, we, we, so. Britt Brown will get people back. If you're he willing... Will. If you're willing to work hard, Britt Brown will get you right. I mean, he is one of the best in the National Football League when it comes to that rehab stuff. Yeah, he absolutely is. And uh, but but I mean, even still, like we saw, you know, Chris Godwin. Now, obviously, receivers a different position, but Chris Godwin, Michael Gallup, these were guys who took ten months. We're talking about OBJ on month eleven and yeah. and things like that. And so, sure. those will be. It's gonna take some time. That, that, that'll be interesting things to watch. We do have the uh, Trayvon Diggs, the thumb injuries, Jake Ferguson apparently dealing with a concussion, Dorrance Armstrong, an ankle. It sounds like Armstrong is at least got a, has got a shot to play this week against Jacksonville. If you listen to Mike McCarthy, uh, but either way, absolutely decimated by injuries. That's not even mentioning J. Ron Curse, who uh, had a scare before kickoff. Ultimately, most snaps on defense, but he's been banged up all year. And I swear. Brian, I don't know if you saw this on. Oh, Facebook. you're going to say Micah Parsons is banged he, up too, aren't does you? He, does he not look hobbled, or or do you just think he's not playing well? Because I saw times there was there was a play where, and I can't remember when it was, third quarter, I think Driscoll's like going off to the the right sideline, and Micah Parsons has the angle on him, and he couldn't beat him. He couldn't beat Driscoll to the sideline. And I know Driscoll's a decent athlete, but Micah Parsons is a four three guy. 
Like, and we always see him make those plays. We always talk mm-hmm. about how quickly he gets there. And it just, it felt, it feels like he's just, he's hobbled a little bit or something, but he doesn't have that same burst. It doesn't seem like. Well, I'll tell you what it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, a long but productive season for him, but you know, here we are, man. He, you know, th- this team, the last, the last couple of weeks, what have we talked about? Penalties and run defense. Mm-hmm. Things seem to be working out all right with penalties and run defense right now, you know, but to your point, there's guys that are banged up and we're, we're in the middle of December and, you know, you got to find a way they're going to be, there's, I, 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 I'm going to call Jacksonville as a tough game They're They've got four tough games coming up and you know, who knows what's going to happen with the seeding you lose to the Eagles. Then that turns in, you're playing for the fifth seed. That just, that turns into automatically fifth seed. And then, but you know, I'm going to say this, the damn commanders are going to be playing for something in that last week. Yep. The commanders. So now all of a sudden, are you going to be able to rest? Are you playing for something? You know, the, this is, this is the, this is the things that you, this is why the green Bay loss sucks so bad right now for the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, because your margins are really slim right now. Your margins are very slim. And that's, I think that's kind of where you're at, but to talk about Parsons, how do you buy him time? How do you buy him? Do you buy him? Like, is he not going to practice all week? You know, I mean, how do you buy him opportunities to heal up? You know, he plays at such a high, high motor that he knows no other way, but then he looks, you're right. He looks a little compromised, but I, I saw several of the plays he was rushing on. It's against Laramie Tunsil. You know, and Tunsil to yeah, me great. He is, is like great. a is is their best blocker. Yeah. You know, that's their best blocker right there. So matchups, they look for matchups, they try and find matchups. And you know, but he was going against one of the better left tackles in the league. And I think that's if you're not 110%, it's gonna be a problem. You know, I mean, everybody's banged up, but I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, you know, they've taken a pound of flesh from him so far. You know, this season has has taken that, and you know, hopefully, when uh, you know when the the calendar turns to to January, that you know that he can he can ratchet back up and and be ready to go. We we look at this game yesterday. It's funny. I, I think it was difficult to pick out guys who who necessarily played like really excellent because overall it was a Vanderish. I was about to say the one guy I think Van stood Rush. out as consistently being really good yesterday was Leighton Vanderish. Leighton Vanderish uh, was fantastic. Perfect game for Leighton Vanderish. They're gonna try and run the ball. You know, there's maybe not a lot of skill, even though they made some plays on the outside. I mean, give them some credit for that. Uh but yeah, the the, the it was going to turn into how much were you going to be able to control what was going on with the Texans running game. And I think what Pierce had a like 70 some yards. He had a 24 yard run on one of them. Yep. Other than that, I think it was 22 carries for 54 yards. Yep. I'm like, I'll take that all day. They've been playing a lot better run defense. And a lot of it has to do with a guy like Leighton Vanderesh and the way he's played. You know, I thought Barr played well yesterday. Barr yes. to me has always been a kind of a 50 50 guy, but I didn't feel like, I mean, I'm like, man, 
These guys did a great job on that goal line defense staying home. Uh, you know, uh, Watkins was a guy that really, you know, didn't show much in the game. And all of a sudden, that those final four plays on he defense, dead. he was like friggin' uh, Aaron Donald playing in there. <laughs> you know, there are some guys that on that goal line, when if you want to make a teaching tape, if, a, if Dan Quinn wants to say, this is how you play goal line defense, that was four plays that he could put on a teaching tape. The technique, uh, the way the guys got to the football. Tank Lawrence, he reads down block. He knows there's going to be a down block on him. He just knifes through there. Tackle for loss. That for me me was the play of the game. The Demarcus Lawrence stop on third and goal, I think, is the play of the game. You want to know, to me, and this is going to sound strange, and I mentioned it, Dalton Schultz tackle on the interception. Yeah, that was because because that could have turned into – Bad, bad arm hit interception. Everybody's deflated. Oh, damn. Guy runs in. No yeah. problem. You know, it's like that weird. Oh, there's been a fu- it's a is an interception or fumble. It's a pick six. No, it's a touchdown. You know, that right. could have been guys hustling over to make plays on interceptions or fumbles is not underrated. It is not underrated at all. You know, those are huge huge plays. Yeah, and I know Schultz had obviously he had the 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 drop touchdown. There there was that issue I but I thought he caught the ball well too for the one. He he, he came up I huge. know he had the one. He came up huge on the final drive. He had uh you know, he he had that that tackle on the interception. There were a couple plays where I saw him involved on run blocking where yeah. I thought he was Dalton Schultz has improved so much as a run blocker this year. He got he got so much hell for that the first few years. I think he's been pretty solid this year. I think he I think he caught hell because he didn't have anybody that actually could show him how to do it. I think Linda Wells, the coach, I think has done a really good job with those guys. But those young kids are when they when it comes to run blocking, they get after it. You know, mm-hmm. they I mean they they they're they're in the middle of, you know, they're they're getting after it. And and I I think that Schultz sees that. He doesn't want to be a guy that's up on tape that's not doing his job. You know, there used to be a time they put him on the front side, he couldn't block me. And then you put him on the back side, he couldn't block you on the back side. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I kind of feel like though that they are uh, you know, they're in that mode right now where those young tight ends are really helping him. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
All right, we got a lot of news today uh, involving this team, including uh, the the big news about the addition of T.Y. Hilton, and we're going to jump into that in just a second. Before we do, though, I need to tell you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star, Boomer Jacks. I've gotten so many notes from you guys on social media. I know Brian has, too. People sending us pictures from the restaurant and saying, hey, I'm out here. Can't wait to try it. And we've we've loved the feedback we've gotten from you guys. It's one of my favorite places. I know it's one of Brian's favorite places, and it's going to be one of your favorite places, too. Boomer Jacks, especially on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, is the spot. Because on Tuesdays, it's half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But the other days of the week, they got you set up with specials as well. Every day of the week, it's $3 or drink special starting at $3. You've got $15 buckets of beer. It is the coldest beer in the Metroplex or anywhere else. Wall-to-wall TVs, 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That is boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, we did have the news breaking on Monday. Uh, a little bit sneaky, a little bit sneaky news. You knew it. You uh, knew well, it. You had, had a it. Sense. I had a sense. You had uh, it. You called me at 1230. What time to wrap a port and those guys break it? 130? You had it an three. hour I before. It at three. Three. There you go. Yeah. I'm going to say, folks, Bobby Belt had this news at 1230. He told me I was pulling into a parking lot to do a, a radio remote. Bobby says, hey, man, they're going to sign T.Y. Hilton. And I should have just tweeted it out. And I'm thinking, man, I can't do that to Bobby. I can't steal his thunder like that. But, yeah, Bobby well, had it. Know. You had it wired, bro. Great job. We, we, it, it was. It was. Uh, it, it was just a, it, when you start hearing, or, or when. Oh, the, your sources the, helped you on that one. For yeah, they sure. did. Now, yeah, because the look. To be completely honest, pull back curtain. Cowboys did not want that one stirring around no, out there. They, they wanted no. that one to be quiet. I, I I got a little lucky knowing that one was coming down the pike today. But T. Y. Hilton, this is uh, big news because they do go sign a a multi time Pro Bowl wide receiver who's. Uh, got an injury history and is into his 30s it's just not the one that we all were thinking it's not Odell Beckham it is T.Y. Hilton uh he will uh have a chance to earn up to one and a half million dollars the rest of the way based off of you know roster incentives and uh playoff incentives and things like that so uh he can make a nice chunk of change for this final you know potentially eight nine week stretch uh but Brian we we look at this signing and, and, you know, there's obviously questions about his durability and everything else. He's always been kind of an undersized guy, but man, you remember how just great Amari Cooper was playing when they first traded for him here in Dallas, yeah. mm-hmm. that same stretch, a guy going like stride for stride with him playing just as good, putting up just as ridiculous numbers at that time was T Y Hilton. So right. we're talking about T Y Hilton's just a few years removed from being just as you know, insanely productive as Amari Cooper was when he first got here. Um, so there's a lot that T.Y. Hilton can add here. He can stretch the field. Uh, he's got a lot of speed. I think he's a, he's an adept route runner. That'll help with some really good zone against looks. zone right, zone coverage yeah, too. Yeah, this, yeah. This, will, this will help them with some zone looks. Um, so I, I think there's some benefit here. And the biggest thing for T.Y. Hilton over Odell Beckham Jr. He can play this year. That's the biggest thing, and that's one of the things I think the Cowboys were trying to figure out today is. That same question, can you play now? Like, like Odell Beckham uh, couldn't, can you play now? And I think the Cowboys felt comfortable about the question. But, Brian, your overall thoughts on the addition of T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, I talked to a couple of guys around the league. You know, they, my guys that watch tape, the general managers, the guys and gals, the directors of player personnel, scout buddies I have, they feel like this guy could still play. I mean, they were talking about a vet that could play multiple positions, multiple spots, 
They feel like he's still got some juice in that body of his. And the one statement I got from a, a buddy of mine is, he's a pro in every sense of the word. So that's encouraging. Another scout buddy was telling me, like, listen, this could be a lightning in the bottle kind of situation. You're absolutely right. This guy suffers from uh, soft tissue injuries. That's kind of been a little bit what's hammered uh, hammered him, uh, hampered him these last you know few years. He's had to deal with those uh, those injuries. But my guys were saying, listen, he's had the whole he's had the whole season really not having to do anything. So hey, this could be that guy that I was talking about, like Odell Beckham, that on the the fourth and three, the underneath stuff, the routes, the quick passing the ball, get him the ball in space, bunch formation, scatter. He's coming across, catch the ball, get up the field. This is the type of guy I was talking uh, talking about. Now, Ed Werder from ESPN mm-hmm. was talking about, hey, this this still means that they're go- they could be going after Odell Beckham. I was thinking, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Maybe, I don't you know, think you, now. I don't, I don't think, think now. I'm, yeah. I love Ed. I really, really do. But man, I I just couldn't. I was shaking my head. I was like, no, no, they, you know. Now, now, what does this mean, Bobby? Does this mean something for James Washington? You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they, does it mean something for James Washington? Does it mean oh, uh, they come up with one of those mysterious injuries for Jalen Tolbert to stick him on IR for the rest of the year? Yeah, that, it, there you go. I, I was trying to think about. I mean, this time of year, you don't want to be making a bunch of moves. I mean, you maybe you try and tinker with some things, practice squad stuff you can do. But yeah, with T.Y. Hilton, I, man, I, hey, cool. I mean, this guy's an explosive player. Let's just hope he can stay healthy. And because I think they could benefit from him being on the field. You know, I referenced uh, a little bit earlier that when uh, when Amari Cooper was traded here to Dallas, uh, that T.Y. Hilton started popping off around the same time. Uh, this was week 11 of 2018, right when Amari was really starting to take off here in Dallas. This is what T.Y. Hilton did over six games. Nine catches, 155 yards, two touchdowns against the Titans. Seven catches, 125 yards against the Dolphins. Eight for 77 against the Jaguars. Nine for 199 against Houston. Five for 85 in that uh, Dallas game where they got shut out in Indianapolis. And then the following week, seven for 138. So this is a guy who's been really, really productive and played at a high level. I mean, that's a six-week stretch where he was averaging about 130 yards per game. So this is a guy who's been really explosive and put up some really good numbers, um, you know, in, in the not-too-distant past. And so the the question is now, he, he is 33. He does will, deal with the soft tissue stuff. And honestly, the way you described it, it almost sounds like receiver version of Sean Lee. And so yeah. that's obviously a little bit of a concern. But overall, I, I think that this is this is the the much more practical move compared to Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. is is like I said, I think that was that would have been the owner and general manager falling in love with a player. If you want somebody to do what you envision Odell Beckham doing, there's a better chance T.Y. Hilton can do that this year. You know, this is going to sound strange, but tell me if I'm wrong. If Cole Beasley hadn't burned so many bridges along the way, this might have been the Cole Beasley move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This might if if Cole Beasley would have left here and everybody would have felt, man, Cole Beasley, what a what a guy. You know, I maybe to me it's the same type of player. You know, it's the same. Slot guy, little guy, catch, run, go fast, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of where I, you know, I, I am with this thing. And, and if he can help them on those those key plays, those key third and fours, you know, third and threes, when they throw the football, 
jet sweeps, whatever they have to do to get him the football, I think this is the good thing to, to the good thing to do. Okay, obviously we'll have a better sense of this as we go on, but just your initial thoughts when you hear what kind of guy they signed here. What do you think this is easy? T.Y. Hilton's your number three receiver now, or do you think three is probably still Noah Brown's job? T.Y. Hilton's here for specific packages, a yeah. certain amount of work, maybe more like 12 to 20 snaps as opposed to being a 40 snaps guy. Kind of wonder what's happening with Turpin, you know? They really they don't, I mean. They, they don't want to play. And maybe they got some stuff that they're saving for playoffs or late December, uh, Philadelphia. I, I don't know. I, I, I do think they have some stuff. They may not. Cho- they may choose not to use it, but I do think they have some stuff that if they choose to to deploy it, I think they've got stuff for them. See, that's – I mean, I was kind of thinking, oh, little guy, packages and stuff like that, that would be turpid. But, you know, we'll see with T.Y. Er, you know, we all owe Noah Brown an apology by the way, because Noah Brown, all he heard about was us talk about Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham, and his job. You know, everybody, everybody was like, oh, yeah, bring Odell in here. Yeah, bring Odell. You know, Noah Brown, I don't think, ever said anything. And all Noah Brown did was go out and make big plays for you yesterday. You know, yeah, I know oh gosh, the that, interception that, 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 and all that. The one I, catch on the final drive was insane. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And the 51-yard pass where he came back to the ball that was He, made, he made the play Gallup didn't. Yeah. He made the play that Gallup didn't on the first drive. See, that's that's to me, that's we say a lot about Noah Brown, and we always kind of kick him in the junk a little bit. But the guy, he, he will show up and make plays for you. He he will do that. And you know, I I you got to give him some credit for that. What did you see from James Washington? Because I I mean I know you and I Two both plays. I, I know you and I both got, had the sense they were gonna try and take some some opportunities. I thought they were gonna take some deep shots with him. Nothing. Nothing. Now, that's why I wonder if the T.Y. Hilton thing is, you know, you swapping out receivers. I mean, they waited a long time for the James Washington thing. They waited and waited and waited. And I'm wondering if they're like T.Y. Hilton's ready and they swap him and James Washington out, you know, because I think if they signed Odell Beckham, that maybe they maybe they're not getting James Washington completely ready to play. I don't know. I'm. No, I'm sure, I, no, I'm sure I, somebody I, will hear this podcast over there and like send me a text message and tell me I'm an effing idiot for uh, for even uh, insinuating <laughs> that. I, I don't think you're totally wrong though, because they clearly sat back and it wasn't until they, they didn't got do anything work. quick. I mean, the guy was ready to play, right? James, James Washington had said for three weeks he was ready, yeah. and then they didn't do anything with him until Odell Beckham was out of the picture. And then they see him for one day, and immediately they go, "Hey, Cats brothers, come on in. Yeah. Uh, let's let let's uh, you know get this thing done at the start yeah. of it." They did it in a hurry, man. They 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 got it That's done. In a hurry. I wonder. This is where I wonder if they're sh- if they're if they're they're shifting guys in and out. Shifting, I said, not you, you did, know you what. did, you did. Shifting, gotcha. uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it is interesting. Don't be you know, a child, Robert. I did. I wasn't. Uh, one one of the big uh, one of the big things I think that matters here too is uh, I believe they did from what I can tell I think they did get that workout from T Y Hilton that they weren't able to get Odell. They back did. They do. they they absolutely got the workout. They sure did. That's and that matters true. to them. They go okay. We look yeah. at the medical. We get the workout. We have a good feel for everything. I, I think they got all the questions answered that Odell Beckham wouldn't give them. I agree. And I think that's why T Y Hilton's here. But I agree. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're about to jump into our world-famous Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Before we do that, Brian, 
I need to tell everybody here about our wonderful partner at Love of the Star, Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys about the wing specials at Boomer Jacks, and I'm not going to stop because it's such a great deal. Tuesdays, half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. But every other day of the week, they got specials for you. Drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. It is the coldest beer anywhere around. There are wall-to-wall TVs at Boomer Jacks. And I say that, and you're probably thinking, oh, he's saying there's a lot of TVs. No, I'm not saying there's a lot of TVs. I'm saying there are literally TVs over across all the walls. They even have TVs in the bathrooms, you guys. That's what Boomer Jacks has set up for you. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, the perfect atmosphere for whatever you're looking for, whether it's dinner with the family, happy hour with the coworkers, a spot to watch the game with your buddies, whatever it is, Boomer Jacks has you hooked up. There's 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it's now time to transition over to the love of the star, Dean Julia mailbag. Love uh, it. Yeah. Hey, uh, wait, the- did I learn today? You, that yeah. today is G, is Dean Julia's birthday. Same yeah. day as mine, you guys, right? You guys are birthday brothers. You know what, Bobby? Let's do him. A, let's do him. Let's give him a present. Like I, bet you, I bet you he's got a, a question for us. I, You know he does. I think he has a I couple. I bet he's got actually. a couple questions for us. He does. All right. Let me, uh, let me, let's get a Dean Julia question here because there were a few of them. He, he had a couple up here. We'll go with this one. Dean says, why did it feel like the Texans defense was the 85 Bears in terms of hard hitting? Multiple hits. I'm just triggered to look for a flag, and there wasn't one. Did they show this type of physicality on tape? Which, by the way, this was not a flag-happy crew yesterday. It was funny. Yeah, it was funny. You had two false starts on the final drop moment, right? So did they show that to you on tape, Brian, that kind of physicality? I'll tell you what, man. I I didn't know. I didn't see that. I mean, they – uh, that that Jalen Petrie will play now. They've got some. They've got some guys that will play. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I, Petrie had like thirteen tackles. I think it was fourteen. I think it was fourteen. Yeah, he was great. I tell you what, man. But yeah, that's the you know the linebackers. The you know that man. They were they were they were listed as seventeen point dogs. You don't think that 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 somebody like like walked in there and said. Man, they think they're 17 points better than us. And somebody probably said they are. They are 17 points better than us. Well, you know, I don't think they are. I mean, that they these guys got some pride. You know, they got pride. And that's I mean, look at the the 1989 Cowboys that beat, you know, then the Washington Redskins, you know, late in the year. One team was clearly better than the other. It's the only win yeah. they had all year. You know, sometimes you have pride in these things, you know, and I, I, to me, the, the Texans do have, are they talent poor in a lot of areas? Yes. But there's like, there were several, every one of those players that we talked about in our breakdown end up playing well for them. They, they yeah. really, really did. So yeah, uh, the, the, the Texans came to try and win a football game. They should have, but they didn't because of the Texans. They're one <laughs> 11 and one you're you're, you're not on that you're, you're not you've won, you've won 10 games you've lost three you shouldn't have lost the damn green bay game that's one that you look back on and that might be the one that gets you when everybody else in the division beat green bay but you you know that's the one you need to hang your your head about question here from anthony flores was the lack of the pass rush due to the texans running a lot of quick passes or are we seeing them hit the wall? I'll say there was a whole lot of read option stuff. There were there were some boots and some different things. I, I think they did a good job of, of changing quarterbacks was brilliant. 
Yeah. That was brilliant. That Wait, one Mark, Mark Sanchez, on as soon as they came to Driscoll, Mark Sanchez on the TV broadcast said something like, well, now we can talk about this cat's out of the bag. So this was definitely their plan because they gave the Fox crew heads up and said, sit on that. Don't talk about it. Yeah. But it, I thought it was brilliant. Oh, brilliant plan. And Driscoll, Driscoll was good enough. I mean, he was good enough throwing the ball. Uh, you know, he had the touchdown pass. And it was a, a good throw. Uh, and then, you know, Davis Mills, and, you know, the one terrible, great throw. I think the throw that beat uh, that that beat our guy down there beat Joseph. I man, that looked that looked I like a ball hit the ground. Yeah, Dean, it, it, Dean, Dean Blandino. Yeah, yeah, even Blandino said it was. Blandino's like the ball, you know. And that's 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 what I'm talking about. These officials, you guys, listen to me. You know, <laughs> you're not going to correct penalties because of these guys make calls and decisions that you have no control over. You have no control over some of the stuff these officials do. So, you know, yeah, the Cowboys have not been penalized much in the last two games. Thank God. But you're at the mercy of these of these officials. You really are because they make decisions that, like, affect your game. They yeah. do. They make decisions that affect your game. And so, you know, you, you got to live with some of this crap. Next question here uh, from Stacy. One of our loyal listeners here in the Dean Julia love of the star mailbag. Uh, yeah. Brian Stacy's uh, a good listener. Good, uh, good tw- Twitter follower too. He is. Uh, Stacy says, my only question for the Dean Julia mailbag like uh, is a simple one with probably a bit of a uh, simple answer. Can we trust this team? <laughs> what do you think? Here's Stacey, what I, I, here's happy what I, holidays. After, after 26 years, <laughs> I don't think you can trust this yeah. team until you see them do anything. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. We we can feel good about them, but I don't know that you'll ever be able to trust them until we see them do things in the playoffs that they haven't done for 26 years. I trust Dan Quinn. I do too. I yeah. trust AD. I trust uh, I trust Joe Witt. I trust George Edwards. I trust those guys on defense. Hell, I'll even trust Bones Fossil at times, you know, with the stuff that they've been able to do. But the, the thing with, you know, what scares me a little bit about with Kellen Moore in that game I think it was really easy for him early. You know, it was tick, 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 tick down the field kind of a thing, you know, and it was, everything was good. And like you said, you got the three and out and they punt to you and you had a chance. That could have been a 14 nothing game quick if you don't muff that punt. So I, I want to trust, I want to trust Mike McCarthy because I think Mike McCarthy's done a good job. San Francisco is a team right now that's going to try and have to win games with a backup quarterback. And that kid looked great when he came in last week and he looked great against uh, the, the Buccaneers, you know? Yeah. So, and we, that, that's a guy we liked. I know I liked him. I talked about I him too. on every, yeah. every platform I've been on. I've had people fight me about the guy. You do not, you do not have the success they had at Iowa state just showing up being Iowa state. That kid played a lot of big games and kept you in the top 25 had you up like at sixth, seventh in the country. I challenge you to go in there, other than what Brees Hall. Yeah, I yeah. challenge you to go into Iowa State, uh, maybe a receiver somewhere that we've looked at along the way. Yeah, they, they, they've, they've got an edge rusher coming out this year that's pretty that's good. That's what I'm saying. McDonald. There you go. There yeah. you go. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like going in and watching Mississippi State when they were number one in the country and Dak Prescott was playing quarterback, and you're going, where are all these first round? No, the quarterback was the guy. The quarterback yeah. was the reason why. So anyway, do I trust? I 
I want to trust Mike McCarthy will tell Kellen Moore what needs to be done. That's my trust. Because I think if they get in the playoffs and they've won 12 or 13 games and they go and play Tampa, say, because they don't win the division, right? and they get beat by maybe a team like Tampa that's under 500, the trust for all these guys, I mean, I, I, I could see a big bloodletting of this football yeah. team with the coaches and maybe it's the defensive coaches. Maybe it's Dan Quinn, you know, but I could see if they, if they go out there and lay a big egg in the, in the postseason first round against say a Tampa team that might be under 500, you're going to see some changes. I have somebody, yeah, somebody has to answer for that. You yeah, can't absolutely. Go, uh, run it might back. be killing more. It, it might be, be killing more. Yeah. Might yeah be. Absolutely. Uh, next question here from Jonathan. What's your gut feeling on the starting offensive line when Tyron gets back? I'll tell you one of the one of the questions I have for Jerry tomorrow uh, when we interview him or today when you're hearing this podcast when we get a chance to interview Jerry on 105 through the fan. I want to know if he thinks Jason Peters could play 60 snaps every week for the rest of the way. Does he think that's realistic? Or I think Mike McCarthy was asked that question on Monday. Yeah, yeah, and I and and, and, and he was giving it like the okay. Yeah, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, and so I'll be interested. Right tackle, I think I don't. I don't think they're going to put Tyler Smith out there. I, I think this. I think this is probably Josh Ball or Jason Peters, which I know Ball had his moments, but like I know, for instance, you didn't think he was terrible. I didn't think time. he's terrible. I watched y'all, and McCarthy came out, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's BS," because McCarthy has to defend him. If you have a chance to watch the All Twenty Two, check it out. I he's mean, I, I, it, it was not terrible. I mean, I've seen worse offensive linemen playing in the league right now. But the, the two plays, they almost lose the game. Sure. Absolutely. Yes. You know, he recovered a fumble on one of them. That saved you right there, you know. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I wish they would play Tyler Smith at right tackle and use, use Peters and Ball as swing guys. You know, and if you have to – if you have to give Tyler Smith a little bit of a break, you know, then Peters can go in there and play a little bit for him, you know? But yeah. I don't know about – I mean, the one thing I will give this this team credit for, and I said it on the postgame show, if by playing Jason Peters a little bit every game, it helped them. They, they were able to function well. If you put him – if he's sitting the whole year and he gets no work – and now he has to come in in a week 14 game with kind of maybe rust and all that stuff. That could have been, that could have been, that could have been like ball. Yeah. By him, by him getting work every week, they had him ready to play. And I think that's a very smart play on their part. Here's my question for the Dean Julia love of the star mailbag. Uh, Do you think there was anything to, Given given how poorly they they played at times yesterday, anything to the the fact that they didn't have any padded practices leading into the game. A little cavalier, huh? A little cavalier on their part. Yeah. This coach is big on health. Yes, big on health. Yeah, and then everybody did, got and, and, and then everybody got hurt. Practice. Yeah, yeah, everybody got hurt. It's just uh, it's a little bit. I, interesting. Week fourteen padded practice. This uh-huh. makes you wonder. Uh, last they had question. problems with the flu and stuff, though. They've had people that's, being sick. 
that's that's you know? last question here from uh, Lou. He's asking, is it possible that the flu sickness that has been with the team since before Thanksgiving Could is be. part of the reason for some of these slow starts? Do you think – do guys look fatigued? Ill? Do you see guys out there who it's like, man, they just no, – maybe I see some micro factor. It, you it's know, a I possibility, mean, but, man, it's like I see some, like, horse S plays going on too, you know? I Seriously. There's and, like, and you know, and that so screen, what – the screen. Why? Why do they even try and run a screen anymore? I don't why? know. Why? Every, every single one of them ends for why? negative. Why? They might if they if they're practicing screens, they're really not practicing screens. I don't. I mean, how do, how do you? Every screen they've ever run looks like ass, you know. And I'm and so if it's flu, whatever, slow starts, whatever, practicing, whatever. But but man, there's some. I I think the reasons really for the more slow starts is because they. They get it. They don't get the rhythm. Man, that that first drive they had the game yesterday, when they scored that touchdown, I was thinking they're going to beat these guys by forty. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, you know. But I'm telling you, they played cover two in that game and played it great the whole game until the last three minutes of that football game, and that's why they're the Texans in there. What's the record, Bob? One eleven and one. But they should be damn two- right. They are. They should be two ten and one because they should have beat you they're yesterday. Not. They're not. But they're they one, they're one eleven and one because of the Houston Texans. Hey, hey, hey! If if you can say the Cowboys should have beat the Packers, I can say the Texans should have beat the Cowboys yesterday. As, as, you're going to look Packers. back at that Packer game and you're going to wish, you know, up fourteen and you lose. Ooh, here's here, here's what I need. Here's what I need. I need the Cowboys to to feel good about where the Cowboys are at heading into Philly. I need them to beat the Jaguars by two touchdowns next week. Do that and I'll feel better. That's what I need, Brian. This game's gonna be tough, bro. Get I know it will be, but I need I need at least a two touchdown victory to feel better about what you did against Houston. Might uh, be hot down there, man. You never know. Muggy, man. Well, it's, I think I think forecast says it's supposed to be like fifty. Oh, good. But good. but it's always muggy there, regardless. Even oh, if I lived 50. there for a year, man. Watch out, Bobby. Don't get hit by lightning when you go down there. Uh, well, lightning's bad down there. Yeah. Who knows if I keep praising the Texans, maybe lightning will come find me. Uh, that does it for us here on the Love of the Star podcast. Happy birthday once again to Brian Brodison and Dean Julia. Yes. And uh, we will talk to you guys again later this week.